welcome back to It's Just a Talk. I'm your host, Mauricio, and this is episode 004. Today's episode is being brought to you by that elote I had earlier from Nieves Cinco de Mayo here in Oakland, California. You would think it's easy to get an elote right, but usually people fuck it up. So that's why this episode is being brought to you by that one elote on a stick. As you notice, the music of this episode is going to be interrupted with some Beyonce, because this weekend, I got to see the queen, woo, woo, woo. and her husband, her husband was there too, on, on her, on their On The Run 2 tour, um, she was so close, yo, like, I was in, we were in the same room as Beyonce, if this was Grinder and Beyonce was a guy on Grinder, it would have said that she was feet away from me, that's how close I I felt from her, like, I was like, oh my god, I can touch her. I mean, if I, like, run a couple miles, maybe, like, half a mile to the stage, then I can touch her. But the thing is that we were in the same vicinity, yo. Um, so I hope that you're ready to talk some tea, talk some truth, but you know what will lead time to talk some shit. Always keeping it Spanglish political, queer, millennial, and shady. So, how about, if you are ready, because I'm ready, how about we get this party started, yeah? Let's go back to our original. All right, all right, all right, all right, and we're back. So, are you ready to get this party started? Because I'm ready to get this party started. And I've been partying all weekend, or at least my Instagram stories will tell you that. Uh, All right, so then we're going to go into another segment of how was your week? So, how was your week? It makes me want to say it a lot like Wendy Williams. You know how she says, how you doing? I really want to say how was your week that way. Like, how was your week? But then it doesn't sound right. But I feel like I want that feel to happen, if you know what I mean. All right. Well, anyways, but first I'm going to apologize to my listeners for last week's episodes. I know I'm already apologizing for things. Um, So I talked about some shows that we all watch, that I watch, and... I forgot to add a spoiler alert to the podcast. So I want to take this time to apologize to all of you who I might have ruined some shows for you. Um, And so this time around, I'm going to tell you when to stop listening. I'm going to be like, spoiler alert! You know, like when you put that alarm on your iPhone and it sounds like a... What's it called? Like a siren? I might put that. Um, And then I'm going to tell you on the description of the episode, I'll tell you where you should fast forward to so that none of your favorite shows are ruined. Um, Especially because today I'll be talking about the season finale of Insecure. I mean, this is why it's like hella late and I'm still recording. But I needed to wait for the season finale. It made no sense for me to wait a whole week to talk about it. So I had to watch it and then record. All right, so how was my week? Well, I guess my week was a little slow this week, I must be honest. Um, You know, I met a couple people, went to El Techo, which is my favorite restaurant here in the Bay Area. Uh, It's a very gentrified restaurant, but they have really good micheladas. And I'm a fan of micheladas. I wasn't, I didn't used to be a fan of micheladas, but now I love micheladas. I realized that I was saying micheladas because I, I have my micheladas where all the gentrifiers go, all the culture vultures. So I felt like I was saying it with English accent, but they're micheladas. Okay, um, yeah, so I met a couple people, uh, had a couple drinks this week, uh, but the real fun started this weekend. So if I'm honest, uh, how about we just talk about the weekend? Let's do that, yeah? Uh, so I saw the Dodger versus San Francisco game this Friday. Did not see the one on Saturday or the one today. Um, but the one on Friday, the Dodgers for sure won. And that made me super excited. I went with someone that's originally from the Bay. They were, um, actually, no. They were originally from Puerto Rico. They're really, it's really interesting. So, they're Chinese. Um, 
but they were born in Puerto Rico, and then they went to high school in the Bay, and now they live in D.C., but they've been here for a while, and so I hung out with uh, them, uh, went to the Dodger game, and they were rooting for the Giants. Uh, thankfully, the Dodgers won 3-1, to one. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of my brothers were here this weekend. Because uh, this weekend was Folsom here, which I'll be talking a little bit more about what Folsom is. But it's really exciting that um, this Friday the Dodgers started with their they started their winning streak, so they won the the Friday game three to one. Uh, so they beat the Giants, and then yesterday they beat the Giants ten to six, and then today the Dodgers won fifteen to zero. Like. Really, Giants, you thought, huh? You really thought. And I know I live here in the Bay now, and I should be rooting for Bay teams. But no, I'm going to stay loyal to my Dodgers because I was born and raised in L.A., born and raised in this little city called Compton. You might have heard of it. Maybe on some songs, some rap songs. Maybe it's not some rap songs. Maybe in some movies, like Boys in the Hood. But yeah, I'm going to stay loyal to the Dodgers. Uh, yes, and I can still be gay. And love baseball. I adore baseball. I love the game. I love that they wear tight pants. And I love watching baseball games with gay guys who are also into sports because we talk. We could talk about more than just, like, the game. Like, we'll be like, oh, my God, he's cute. Where he's from? And then we, like, Google the player. We'll be like, oh, they're cute. Let me see their Instagram. Okay, let me follow them on Instagram. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I did that on Friday. Met up with the brothers that are here for Folsom. Uh, Castro after... Super tired. Woke up Saturday morning. Uh, had to run some errands. Then had to get ready for Queen B. Um, so I did like uh, her flawless look with like the flannel. Um, I was between that and wearing my uh, overalls. Uh, but <laughs> some people don't like my overalls. And by popular demand, I ended up going with the flawless look, which was a hit. I hung out with my friend Edgar and his boyfriend at Xavier um, and some of their friends. Uh, they got an Airbnb near the stadium, which was really smart, actually, uh, for them. Uh, and thankfully, they allowed us to come and hang out with them. And my friend able to watch Beyonce. I was wearing the, my combat boots and some short shorts, uh, the the plaid shirt, like this necklace, like the belt, like the way that she's, she has it on, on the video. And then... Beyonce came out. Lord Jesus, I have no words for how amazing the concert was. Like, I've been watching a lot of concerts recently, and usually I'm not, like, a concert goer. Um, I will say that because I, I have so much love for Shakira, when I went to see Shakira a couple weeks ago, like, that gave me so much just joy and just, ugh. It was like little boy you know, seeing their idol. But Beyonce was just so amazing. Like, the dancing, the videos, the the crowd. Um, I'll come back to the crowd, because some of the people in the crowd really pissed me off. Um, her husband was really great. Her, Beyonce's husband sang all the songs that we know, so we were feeling ourselves. I was like, oh, I know this rap song. Okay, I'm going to sing it. Um, so I'm going to go back to the crowd. So one thing that really bothered me at the concert, so Beyonce's husband has some songs, and even Beyonce has some songs that say the N-word. Um, as a person who's not black or African-American, I know that I skip over that word when I'm singing along, uh, whether it be in my car, whether it be at home with friends, at a concert. I don't get too excited where I say the word because I just know it's not for me to say. Um, so it really irked me to see these, um, you know, just people who aren't black um, say the N-word when they're singing, in particular people who aren't people of color, um, just really determined to uh, sing these songs or these raps and just throw the, the N-words out there. Um, I needed to hold back and be like, Maori, you're here to enjoy Beyonce. You're here to have fun with, with your friends. Um, you're not here to fight anybody. But I was about to take that damn heel off 
and throw it at someone. Because it was just like, people behind us, they were not people of color. And one in particular was like, at the top of their lungs. Like, every time I knew the N-word was coming, I just knew what's coming out of their mouth. <sighs> so word to the wise. If you're not black, even if you grew up in the hood, because I've had plenty of friends just try to fight me with that argument. Oh, I grew up around black people. I can say the N-word. No. No. I'm sorry. No. Just no. I grew up in Compton. I grew up with black people, too. I don't say the N-word. It's not mine. It's not for me to say. If you're at a concert and you know N-words are coming up, this is not white chicks. You can't say it. Sorry. You just can't. Skip it over. If it, if it's really that, that it, you feel like it's going to like ruin your, your, your singing abilities, try something different. It sounds like it. I don't know. Think of something. Be creative. <sighs> Anyways, I, I just want everybody to go watch Beyonce if you can. If you didn't, if you didn't catch her on the run too, you know, when she they have when she has her next tour, if her husband's on it or not, like you need to go watch it. Um, then uh, I went out again uh, after Beyonce. We drove from Santa Clara all the way to San Francisco. If you know the Bay, you know that's far. Uh, but we wanted to meet up with uh, some of our brothers that were there, some of my fraternity brothers that were here. Uh, in particular, uh, Nathan and his husband Rod had just arrived to the city, and I really wanted to see them. So drove, had an outfit change, because, you know, we need to have more than one outfit, because that's how I do. Uh, and, you know, I enjoyed the city. We had some pupusas after. If you ever come to San Francisco or to the Bay, and if I don't take you to Panchitas, you need to, like, say something. Because I need to take you to Panchitas. Best pupusas in the world. Then, uh, we t today was Folsom. So, for those of you who don't know, Folsom is like, um, it's a street fair. Uh, it's a, like, leather, like, kink um, fair in San Francisco. Um, it's my first time going. I've lived here for almost three years. Um, and I haven't gone uh, the past two years. Uh, just not my scene. Uh, but I was trying to be a good friend, and um, I had, like I said, I had some of my fraternity brothers here, and they wanted me to go hang out with them. So I decided I was going to be a good friend and go. Um, I went with my friend Pancho and my friend Abel and Picasso, um, and I was not ready for what I saw. I, I, I'm not sure how much I can say of what I saw. Just think of, like kink to the next level like as soon as we got there everybody was like are you okay you your energy just completely changed you feel uncomfortable mind you i was wearing like short shorts my boots uh this button up with like the sleeves were cut off and i wanted to quote unquote be kinky and like fit in so i put a corset on which almost broke my ribs and I couldn't breathe a girls who wear cinchers bless your soul I had I was in it for like two three hours and I had to take it off I just couldn't but mind you I'm showing arms showing leg and I was for sure overdressed for sure there was a lot of jock straps there was a lot of harnesses there was a lot of, uh, you know, non-POC, and even POC, uh, that were just letting it all hang out. And when I say all hang out, I truly mean all hang out. I, ooh, ooh, girl. I, ooh, I just did not know what was going on. Um, I saw a couple uh, golden showers being performed. Was not perf was not ready for that. If you did not know what a golden shower is, please Google it. Not suitable for work. Please don't Google it at work. Um, I saw a couple, um, you know, um, hand jobs happening in public, and um, a couple uh, mouth to piece uh, jobs happening out in public, like nothing. Um, 
saw some whipping and, and just things that I was not ready for. I will say that. Uh, when I tell you that after an hour of being there, I was ready to go, sweetie, I was ready to go. But I was being a good friend, and I was going to stay there, and I was going to, you know, just be the most supportive person that I could for my friends that are into, you know, just kinky shit. Uh, anyways, so came back from Folsom, had some Popeye's fried chicken, because, you know, I love me some fried chicken. Like, when, when I was teaching, the students always being like, Mr. Av, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite food? I would say, fried chicken and tacos, not together, separately. But you can bring me both if you want. Uh, so I cleansed my soul right before I showered. And me tallé bien, bien, pero me tallé. Because I felt dirty, okay? Like, I know my eyes were dirty. Pero me tuve que tallar porque me sentía sucio. Um, okay, I'm going to talk about the shows that happened this week. So, if you watch American Horror Story, Apocalypse, the new season of How to Get Away with Murder just started, or the Insecure uh, season finale, this is a time where you want to pause, look at the description, because I'm going to tell you where you should fast forward to. So, spoiler alert. And... Let's get this show talking. All right, so part of the week, again, like I said, I want to talk about the shows that I, like, watch. So the first one is American Horror Story Apocalypse. Okay, this episode. Yo. The first five minutes, I was like, oh, fuck. What the hell just happened? Like, I was genuinely scared. Like, I had to, like, look around, and I was like, okay, it's just me and Coco in this room. Okay, because, like, this shit was scary. But he was talking to the girl, uh, the one of the greys, um, and then he, like, was like, who are you? And, like, like, this monster came out of him, and then she, like, made the fire blow up, and then the scene when he's, like, cutting his veins, and then... He, like, makes this, like, the devil star, and he starts talking to the devil, and then, like, the blood starts, like, boiling, and snakes come out. Bitch, I was scared. Actually, no, I was scared. What are you? Bitch was scared, okay? Um, that shit was scary. Uh, the show, the episode, I did not understand what was happening. Uh, yeah, like... The apples arrived, so these apples came in, like, uh, a carriage, and then uh, they they poisoned. And by them, I mean, uh, what's her name? Wilhelmina Benabo, uh, who's played by Sarah Paulson, and then Kathy Bates, or Miriam Mead, the... She's, like, the soldier or whatever. We get to know more about her and, like, her story and how why she's a robot. Because I guess she's a robot made, by, like, on somebody's, like, image. And she's actually made on someone's image who used to take care of Michael Landon, which is the guy that came and was like, I'm going to choose people to go to, like, to sanctuary. So, uh, so they poison the apples and they give them all the apples and then all the characters die. And I'm like, wait... Like, we literally just found out that Mallory has powers, and now you killed her. And then they go up, and then they, like, try to shoot Michael. Michael Landon, like, the guy with the long hair. And then all of a sudden, Kathy Bates kills her, kills Sarah Paulson. And I'm like, wait, like, she's the main character. How can we kill her? I was, like, so confused. But then the last five minutes of this episode, bitch. Literally, the last time I got my wig snatched this bad was when Irono, the senator of Hawaii, did the whole thing with Kavanaugh that I talked about in a couple episodes back. The last five minutes of this episode, when the three witches walk in, it's uh, Cordelia, uh, what's her name, uh, Madison, and then the one with the red hair. I think it's Myrtle Snow? It's Myrtle Snow. It is. I was right. They walk into the sanctuary, into the, the, like, the place where they're at. The doors open, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, literally, I'm, like, screaming. And then they lay out uh, Coco, uh, which had died earlier because she got stabbed in the forehead. So they lay, they, they lay out Coco, Mallory, and 
Dina, Dina, the the mom of the gay guy whose boyfriend got killed in an Eden. They lay him out, and then Cordelia, who I thought had died because she was with Amina Benable earlier, but I guess she's playing more than one character. So confused, but so happy that she's actually a witch, because I was bitching earlier that she wasn't a witch. But then the actual witch came in, so Cordelia, she did like one of the Seven Wonders. And then Madison, played by Emma Roberts, was like... You thought you saw the last of me. And I screamed. Literally screamed. Ugh. Okay, you need to watch the last five minutes. If you, Even if you don't watch the whole show, last five minutes will get you. Then, How to Get Away to Murder is back. So that's, I feel like that's a show that's going to replace Insecure, since Insecure, the season finale was today. Okay. So the Insecure season finale. Uh, I have a couple thoughts about it. Uh, so... First of all, Issa Rae, I need you to not make these seasons so short because I don't know what I'm going to do with my life till next year when the next season comes. I just don't know what I'm going to do in my life. Like, I don't. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I can no longer say that I'm 30, single, and thriving because you just turned 31 on this episode. Like, girl, like, I have to wait till May to turn 31. Anyways, um... A couple of things happen in the episode. Uh, so Molly uh, is trying to, like, she's trying to be, like, a bad bitch at work, but it's, like, kind of, like, biting her in the ass. And then she takes her, she's taking Issa out for her birthday, right? But then when she's, like, waiting for um, Issa, Nathan shows up. Oh my God, where has he been? Gone for a whole month. Shows up at her door with flowers. And Molly is like, no, like you need to leave. It's her birthday. Leave her alone. Anyways, they go to watch this movie um, at the cemetery uh, in Hollywood, at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which I miss doing that, like just wa- going to watch movies. Uh, they watch it, they're going to watch a movie, and Lawrence is there. So Lawrence is there, uh, and... They it seems like Lauren is like trying to like get back with Issa because we have this scene where like Lawrence is is talking to his dad and dad tells him how like relationships take work. It's really interesting because they make us think that Lawrence is trying to get back to Issa because he even invites her like um chocolate raisinettes, which is like Issa's favorite candy. Afterwards, the movie's over. Uh, Issa becomes friends with the person who put the movie together. They go out for lunch. She's helping her with the block party that she's doing. Then Issa Rae fucks us up because we find out that that girl that uh, set up the movie that now Issa's working to do the block party together is dating Lawrence because Lawrence is waiting for a bar and then she's so up. And they go... They dating. So then Issa talks to Nathan outside of, like, the apartment. She allows him to, like, talk. He said something about, like, he gets into a state where he doesn't want to talk to anybody, which brought up this, like, idea of, like, how, as people of color, like, we don't deal with, like, our mental health. So maybe that's what's happening with Nathan. That's what's happening with him. So we don't know what's going to happen with Nathan and Issa. We don't know what's going to happen with Lawrence and his new girl that he's dating. And then Molly calls up the Asian guy that she that she went on a date with, which I can't remember his name, but I know somebody's going to remind me about it. So we don't know what's going to happen with them. But the one thing that I do want to talk about um, that happened at the episode, which is going to lead us to our question of the week, uh, is... So Molly... When they're at the movies, she runs into that guy that used to work at Enterprise that she, like, started dating during the first season, Jared. And remember that during that season, Jared tells, tells her that he's bi. Uh, and she doesn't. She has a big issue with it. She says, oh, bi is, you know, just a road away from being gay. Uh, they have this interna- interaction at the movie where... Um, he sees her like this guy like comes up to him when they're like talking and she thinks that like they're on a date like the two guys are on a date there so she freaks out and after she looks stupid because it's actually his like blood brother that anyways 
And actually, that's going to lead us to our question of the week. So hold that. Um, and then we're going to go to a question of the week. Welcome to our first segment, our question of the week. But the last thing that we talked about was Insecure and, like, the season finale. I'm not going to ruin the season finale for you if you have not watched it and you're now fast-forwarding to this point. But the season finale did bring up the question of the week, which uh, this past week was actually uh, Bisexual Bisexuality Awareness Week. Um, and so the question of the week is, is bisexuality real? So I have a couple of friends that identify as bi. So it's really interesting uh, when we talk about bisexuality when it, with women uh, as opposed to when we talk about bisexuality with men. Uh, what, society has just done something to us that when we talk about bisexuality with women, uh, it, it's more accepted. It's almost like I feel like being gay as a woman is a little bit more socially accepted uh, in in society than being gay as a male. Uh, so bisexuality ha- is no different. Um, I feel like when women are bisexual, uh, men are cool with it because they're like, cool, it, you know, if you're into me and you're also into girls, cool. But when a guy is bisexual, uh, there's a lot of girls that won't date a bisexual man because they they have this, like, idea that bisexuality is just an e- a quick road to being gay. In uh, Insecure, uh, the first season, uh, when Molly dates Jared, she finds out that he's bi, and she's not cool with it. And so they, they joke around about how being bi is just, like, a quick way, like, a quick road to being gay, and how, like, she's not into that gay shit. And so it, I feel like it's not just in people of color, but in general, uh, bisexuality has always been questioned, even within the gay community. Uh, people who say that they're bi are always like constantly questioned, like, are you sure you're bi? Are you sure you're just not gay? Or they're even asked, like, but like, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer like women or do you prefer men? Uh, and for a lot of bi people, like, they don't have a preference. Like, they just like both. Like both sexes, I, I like to really just look at this in like the Kingsley scale. So if you don't know what the Kingsley scale, I'll post the Kingsley scale on my Instagram story after this out, um, just so that you know what the Kingsley scale is. The Kingsley scale is uh, Doctor Kingsley a long time ago. Not gonna throw yours out there because I'm not hundred percent sure when it was, so I don't want to be wrong. He described that every human is from one side of the scale to the other side, so left to right. Left, I believe, being, like, super, like, to your to your sexuality, like, if you're heterosexual, you're super heterosexual, and then to the, to the right being, like, queer, and then there's somewhere in between, and people fall in all different levels of the scale, whether it be some people are more flamboyant than others, some people are more masculine than others, some people are, sexuality are very open to both, and I feel like bisexuality really falls in between of that scale. Like, you're able to like both women and men. And I know that bisexuality is real, because as a gay man, I cannot have sex with a woman. Trust me. I don't have to try it to know that I don't like it. I just know. Like, I remember in undergrad, people would always say, but how do you know that you don't like women if you never had sex with a woman? And I'm like, trust me, I know that I don't want to have sex with a woman. I just know. And I've been knowing since I was, like, a little baby. Because, like, um, I was a C-section. So, you know, even as a fetus, I did not want to touch a vajayjay. 
I just didn't. So my mom had to have a, a C-section so I can come out and be the gay person that I am now. Um, so thank you, Mother, for having a C-section. I appreciate you. I don't think I ever thanked her for that. It's very interesting. So me knowing that I don't want to have sex with women or even straight men or straight women knowing that they don't want to have sex with the same sex should be easy enough to know that if this person can have sex with both sets, says and they're attracted to both then it, you would think it's pretty easy to say that bisexuality is real again it's a topic that people usually are one way or another either you think that bisexuality is a road to like being just gay or lesbian or you think that you know uh, bisexuality is not real it's very real I will tell you that I have friends who are bi and they do like both uh, sexes I, I mean to, to each their own I just hate you because you have multiple chances of, of like scoring when we go out than I do. I just have to look at the men um, and I have to go to a gay club because even if I go to a straight club, there's not much there for me. But for bisexual people, they could go anywhere and they could hit it off. So I'm kind of jealous. I'm not going to lie. All right, so that was the question of the week. If you have any thoughts on bisexuality and what you think about it, if you're bisexual yourself and want to just add more to the conversation, I would love to hear about it. And I could, I will talk about it on the next uh, episode of It's Just a Talk on episode 005-005. Again, uh, hit me up on my social media at It's Just a Talk, Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. Or just send me an email, and I would love to hear your side of what you think about bisexuality. Uh, again, the email is podcast dot it's just a talk at gmail.com all together and I would love to hear just what you have to say and now we're going to move on to our next section POC or our Queer Excellence of the Week Award. And this week, um, I really want to give this award to the Miss Cartier Bardier, Miss Cardi B, who has been just slaying it and snatching wigs during Fashion Week and just with her looks overall. Like she wore that uh, leopard look. The Dolce and the Gabbana leopard look. I was done when I saw that. I was like, Cardi B is slain right now. Then, this last look that she wore with the hat, like, um, it, she kind of looked like Beyonce. Like, this proves that Cardi B is the breakout star of, like, fashion. Like, I just have to say, like, that hat, that look, then she wore this, like, purple feathered look, and I was just in awe with Miss Cartier Bartier. And in the end, let me add that she was just not laying these looks, but then she did it the same week that she comes out with a new song. Like, Miss Cardi B, like, you are doing what you have to do out in these streets. Like, you're running up on hoes that need to be run up on. Thank you for doing that. And you're not only running up on hoes, you are also slaying the game when it comes to fashion. Like, she reminds me of, um, I was going to, oh my God, no, I was not going to say Kim K. Ew. She reminds me of Little Kim when she was slaying the game in fashion when she was there. And then to Cardi B's new song is with DJ Snake featuring Selena Gomez, Osuna. It's called Taki Taki. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of Taki Taki. Ahí viene, ahí viene. Taki 
Okay, so that makes me want some taki-takis. So Cardi B, keep slaying it. Keep showing us these looks. Don't let no hoes bother you. I stand. I stand. So congrats on your... You are our POC of the week. And with that, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, our Today in the Country. We might spend some time on this. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Today in the Country. So we have a lot to talk about today in the country, so I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible and just give you the juicy details of everything that's happening in this country. I was live tweeting. I've been uh, really live on social media this past week, happening, the things that have been happening. Uh, the first thing that we're going to touch about is uh, Bill Cosby. So Bill Cosby finally got convicted Um for drugging and raping women, uh, he's raped multiple women. Uh, they have there's I mean there's been multiple women that have come up and said that he's raped her. He was convicted by one of the cases. He was convicted of three to ten years. Um, I'm not gonna say that I'm not happy for it. I I I'm happy that he's getting what he deserves and that these women are getting justice. I am just upset that these other white men that have also been accused of rape or sexual harassment, nothing's happening. Like, these famous people in Hollywood, I posted an article um, about all on Facebook. I, I post the link of, on a, on my Instagram and on my Twitter, most likely on my Twitter. Um, but just all these white men that have been just accused of them, nothing is happening to them. And so, yes, Bill Cosby deserved it. But is he the one getting convicted because he's the black man? That's my question. That's really my question. And I really want to see these, like, uh, Harvey Weinstein and uh, all these men that have been... uh, by multiple women and even men with um, the guy from House of Cards, I can't remember his name, um, have been accused. Like, what's going to happen to them? That leads me to the main story of this week, which is Mr. Kavanaugh. So, if you have been listening to my podcast for the last couple of weeks, you know that we've been talking about Brett Kavanaugh, who's the uh, Supreme Court nominee that Donald Trump put forward to the Senate to be able to screen him and then vote whether um, he's going to be in the Supreme Court or not. So then, uh, Christine Blesley Ford came forward, who's a doctor uh, who knew him from... Uh, when they were young, and she said that he uh, sexually assaulted her when he was in high school. So they had to have a hearing last Thursday. Uh, She said her part in what had happened. uh, Completely and utterly disgusting what she said. As in, like, I was so disgusted that this happened to this woman. I was even more disgusted that this woman was saying this to all these White man. When I tell you this look like that scene uh, from The Handmaid's Tale where all the, the, the white men are, are looking at Serena and she's trying to, like, allow them to read the Bible and then they cut her finger. I'm sorry if I ruined that for you. Um, this really looked like a scene from A Handmaid's Tale. I'm not lying. Like, it is eerie. It is scary how accurate The Handmaid's Tale can be if the Senate continues to look the way that it looks. So she said her part. She talked about how, like, Kavanaugh and this other guy, uh, last name judge, um, assaulted her. They were drunk. They got on top of her. They almost raped her. And she's been holding this since she was 15. (sighs) She held her own even though they try to question her and tell her that maybe she confused them. Maybe it was someone else. Then he took the stand. Mr. Breath Kavanaugh took the stand. There's so many things I can say. Not enough time in this podcast for me to say all of those things. I will start by saying this. After only three minutes, maybe less, of him, like, doing his opening statement, he starts crying. 
And I don't know if he's crying because he really feels bad that this is happening to him. I don't know if he's crying because it really is ruining his life. Or I don't know if he's crying because his quote-unquote given right that he feels that he has this right as a white cis male. Because I feel like everything has been so perfect for his life. He went to a school uh, called Georgetown Preparatory School. Um, I posted something on my social media earlier this week when that was happening. Uh, The current tuition for Georgetown Preparatory School in 2018, it's $60,000 thousand dollars a year that's a high school that's probably more than usc given that in the 1980s i mean early yeah in the early 80s when he was in high school it wasn't sixty thousand, but the economy changes as the price goes up so it's probably just as expensive as the time at the time as it is now so he went to an all-boys preparatory school because his dad is a lawyer, his mom is an attorney too, and then he says that he worked his butt off to get to Yale. Last time I checked, if your parents are privileged and you went to a privileged school, then I'm pretty sure you're going to be privileged. I'm pretty sure your parents give money to Georgetown and to Yale and these law schools, which is why you got to stop them. So, sweetie, don't try to lie to us and tell us that you just busted your butt. But my point is that he started crying. And if this was a woman on the stand, if this was Sotomayor or Gilsberg crying at the stand when she was getting her hearings to be in the Supreme Court, I can assure you these senator men would have said that she was weak, that she was not fit to serve, that she was too emotional. But because he's a man, he's a white cis male, They gave him pity. I watched the whole thing, and I was angry. I was mad that they kept talking about, the senators kept talking about how his life is ruined, and nobody's thinking about that. But nobody is stopping to think about Dr. Ford's life and how her life is being ruined by coming forward. She even said, I'm not here because anyone told me to be here. I'm here because I felt it was my civic duty to do this. Her life is being ruined. Her family's life is being ruined. Her reputation is being ruined because she's been coming forward. It's almost like these senators put her at the stake and didn't believe her. But the funny thing is, the amount of times that he lied were uncanny. I think my favorite part was they showed his, like, yearbook quote, and in the yearbook quote, he's, it said something about um, reminding, something about he did a devil's triangle with somebody, and then they asked him what a devil's triangle is, and he said that it was a drinking game. That's time I remember. A devil's triangle is a sexual position, and if I'm not mistaken, a devil's triangle is where, like, um... <laughs> I believe is where, like, it's a threesome where one woman and two men. And it's remember that straight men do not make eye contact while they're having the threesome because then it questions their sexuality. So that's what a devil's triangle is. But he lied and said it was a game of coders. So the ABA, the American Bar Association, as well as Yale University, uh, requested... After the hearing, that there was that there would be, they requested to have an FBI investigation on Brett Kavanaugh, and then now the hearing has been pushed back a week for the investigation. There's so much more that I want to say about this, but we just don't have the time. I need everybody to like read up on it, catch the the pinpoints, the bullet points, because this is important. This is so important in our country right now. And I need all of us to just pay attention to what's happening. The midterm election is happening. And going from a hemorrhage tell to now going to uh, get out and our our Kanye West just being in a sunken place. <sighs> You know what? I just might leave him to my shit talking because I cannot talk about Kanye West right now. So we're just going to move on and go to our next segment, Oyen and Mundo.
we're back with Hoy en el Mundo. So one of the main stories that I want to talk about Hoy en el Mundo, we're just going to talk about uh, a couple things. Uh, the first thing I think it's really important that we need to talk about, uh, there's been a huge tsunami in Indonesia where a lot of people have died. I believe the total of deaths has surpassed 830 deaths um, in Indonesia. Uh The tsunami happened it, uh, three days after there was a, a 7.5 magnitude earthquake. Uh, there was 10-foot waves that crashed onto Indonesian island of Sulawesi. Su Sulawesi, uh, the provincial capital of Palu, a city of 350,000, is now in ruins because of this. Uh, dead bodies covered by tar tarps lie in the city streets, uh, exposed to Indonesia's blistering heat. As rescuers search rubble for survivors burying in crumpled buildings, authorities are starting burying uh, some 832 people so far that have confirmed dead in mass graves uh, this past Monday as a precautionary precautionary measure to prevent a spread of disease. Um, it is estimated 2.4 million people were affected by the disaster. The Indonesian Disaster Management Agency spokesperson uh, said that hundreds were badly injured and at least 17,000 people are going to be left homeless. Um, so prayers to the people of Indonesia. Uh, it, it looks just horrid. Uh, the way that it's it's been left. Um, again, just a testament that uh, climate change is real uh, and that we need to do something about it. Uh, the days are getting hotter. The hurricanes are getting stronger. Uh, now the tsunamis are also getting even more stronger. Um, moving on to people laughing at the United States. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Trump made a speech at the United Nations. It is just so embarrassing where we are as a people here in this country now. In his speech, he said something about how his administration has done more than any administration has done before. And then there's laughter. People in the United Nations just started laughing. Then he said, the United States is the first. People start laughing even more. And then he says, I wasn't expecting that reaction. And literally everybody in the United Nations room is laughing at him. But the scary part is that they're not just laughing at him. They're laughing at us. And the reason why that's scary is because We're a laughing stock to the world now. And that should be scary because that means that these countries that have hated the United States for years and years are now laughing at us. And they can easily attack us if they wanted to. That's a scary part. So, this pendejo is just, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like, when everybody was laughing at him, I just couldn't, I just, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is like a scene from the Twilight Zone. Like, literally, the country, the world is laughing at us. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and go to our net section, our, our let's talk some shit section. I previewed who we're going to talk shit about, but I have two people I really want to talk shit about in this talk shit section. So let's move on to that. Talk some shit to me. Talk some shit for me. All right, all right, all right. It's that time of the podcast where I get to do my favorite thing I have ever. I need some tea right now because I'm ready to talk some shit. So the first person we're going to talk shit about is Mr. Kanye West. Okay, Kanye West. I do not know where to start with you because you have just been fucking up so much. Like, he hosted SNL, or was the music at SNL. First of all, a fool, just a complete fool, 
he like dressed up like a perrier bottle and then started singing his new song i have not heard it i have no desire to hear it i will not hear it i refuse to give him any sort of incentive but first of all, I want to say fuck you, SNL, for continuing to give Kanye West a platform to just continue to be the mess that he is. When I say that he's in a sunken place, I am convinced that Kanye West is in the sunken place. Then he goes and then he posts um, a picture of him with the MAGA hat. On the picture... He talks about, he says, this represents good in America becoming whole again. We will no longer outsource the other countries. We build factories here in America and create jobs. We will provide jobs for all who are free from prisons as we abolish the 13th Amendment. You are a moron, Kanye West. The 13th Amendment was the amendment that abolished slavery. So now you want to abolish the 13th Amendment? So you want slavery to come back? Like, eres un pendejo. Like, I cannot understand where Kanye West thinks that this is okay. Like, he's... I, I, I cannot understand why we... Why the media continues to give him a platform... And then, I want to just clap at Lana Del Rey, who read him for... I never thought that I would like Lana Del Rey. I'm not a Lana Del Rey fan. But after this, Lana Del Rey, I might just listen to all of your albums from left to right. Okay? Because she commented and said, Trump becoming our president was a loss for the country, but your support of him is a loss for the culture. I can only assume you relate to his personality on some level, delusions of grandeur, extreme issues of narcissism, none which would be a talking point if we weren't speaking about the men leading our country. If you think it's all right to support someone who believes it's okay to grab a woman by the pussy just because because he's famous, then you need an intervention as much as he does. Something so many narcissists will never get because there just isn't enough help for the issue. Message sent with concern that will never be addressed. Lana Del Rey, I stand for you now. You might be a white woman, but I stand for you, sweetie. Kanye West, you can just go fuck yourself. I'm done with you. I'm done. Never listening to your music, never doing anything remotely that will support you. No, not doing it. No, I already hate your wife. I can't stand the Kardashians. I legit cannot stand the Kardashians. And you know what? Me knowing that Beyonce cannot stand you and your wife and the Kardashians makes me feel like I'm on the right side of history because I'm on Beyonce's side and everybody else's side. So screw you. And on another note, I, I just really want to say screw you, Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, so during the Kavanaugh hearing, Senator Lindsey Graham went on this, like, just angry, screaming rant, telling all the Republicans that if they did not vote Kavanaugh to be the Supreme Court, to be in the Supreme Court, that they, they could just, like, leave. Lindsey Graham, you are trash because the man that you took over is a known rapist, is a racist. Uh, his name is uh, Strom Thurmond. So he's the senator that uh, Lindsey Graham took over when Storm Thurmond came down, like stepped down or whatever. So, during the Civil Rights Movement, Strom Thurmond was one of the senators that refused to vote on Civil Rights Acts. He was the one of the senators that refused to vote to end segregation. So, and racist. Then, when he died, his... Um, cleaning lady, his maid, who was a black woman, came forward saying that his daughter, that her daughter was his daughter because he had raped her while she worked there for him. So, Lindsey Graham, F you. You need to get booted out of the Senate. 
So if you are in Lindsey Graham's state, you need to just kick him out of the Senate. I am done with him. If you live in South Carolina, Lindsey Graham, you're over. Yeah, te acabaste. Goodbye. Adios. Nos vamos. All right. That's my talking shit portion, Lindsey Graham. Fuck you, Kanye West. You're discontinued. There's no reset button for you. One of our last portions of the podcast. We reached La Opinion. So today for La Opinion, we're only going to answer one question because this podcast has going to be three hours long if I answer all the questions I got. Uh, so we're going to answer a question sent by my friend Thien. Uh, so my friend Thien said, what was your worst gay experience with a white gay? So... On my last episode, somebody asked me if we date white men. I personally don't date white men. It's my personal preference. Uh, if you want to know why, listen to last episode, 003, and you'll find out why. My, But I, when I moved to the Bay, I was like, okay, the Bay is supposed to be really open-minded. I should give it a chance. I tried dating this white guy. Uh, we went on a couple dates, uh, and then one of the, after the third or fourth date, I believe. If you were cool, I was like, okay, he seems really cool. Um, first, I thought he was from South Africa, because he has a huge South African tattoo on his arm. And I was like, oh my god, like, okay, like, he's white, but he's, like, from Africa. Maybe we're gonna be good. Uh, soon found out that he only has that tattoo on his arm because he went to South Africa for a summer in college, and he fell in love with the culture. I was like, I should have ran then. I really should have ran then, because that's some, like, culture vulture, like, attitude then. But then, after the fourth day, we came back to my place. Things got heated. We are making out. You know, clothes were coming off. Then he stopped me and says, I really want to ask you something. And I was like, what? What's going on? He's like, I really want you to fist me. There's a reason why I get him silent. He asked me to fist him. If you do not know what fisting is, please don't Google it, because I'm going to ruin your life for the rest of your life. So I'm going to try and describe it with you to my best of my ability. So Folsom is like kinky fair that I said, right? Fisting is a kink. Basically, there's guys and maybe even women um, who like their partner um, inserting their whole fist in their anus. The whole fucking fist. It can go as deep as your elbow or as deep as your shoulder. Meaning that I can probably tickle your tonsils if my whole arm is inside your body. When he asked me to fist him, I asked him to leave my apartment so fast, I don't think he had a chance to put his shoes on. And that's when I realized, this is why I don't date white men. Plain and simple. So, Thien, I hope that answers your question. Uh, there's not much that I want to get out of my mentor today because the episode is already long as fuck. Um, long as hell. I'm sorry, people. I was told that I cuss a lot recently. Sorry. Uh, but, <laughs> Tien, I hope that answers your question. That was my worst gay experience as a white gay. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer or you need an opinion on for my La Opinion section, go ahead and send me on my Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter. On it, it's at It's Just a Talk. Go ahead and DM me. Or if you want a longer question and you want me to read it on the air and give you an opinion, go ahead and send me an email at podcast dot it's just a talk at gmail.com and with that i'm gonna go ahead and leave you with just my anthem of life la vida es un carnaval amigos y señoras amigas y rivales 
So let's get it going. And I will see you on episode 005 next week. So go ahead. Follow me on social media as a reminder. Hit subscribe on podcast. If you have Apple Podcasts, if you have SoundCloud, subscribe too. Give me some likes so that more people can find out about It's Just a Talk, where we talk some tea, talk some truth, but always find time to talk some shit. Thank you so much for listening. Love you all. Bye.